Hey folks, welcome to SiteLap. I'm your host, David Pingree, joined by Bruce Murata. And uh, we're here to look over the Detroit Supercross and the entrance of the 250 East Region Series. Uh, lots of questions as we look through these riders and stuff of what we're going to see and who we might expect to do well. So uh, let's get into it. This is brought to you by Rock and Turf. If you guys have some artificial grass needs, man, check them out. Awesome, awesome products and people. Rockandturflandscape.com. They also have some really cool mats you can get. They do hardscape, so any concrete work or anything you need, they're your guys. Also by Maxis, maxis.com. Look at their full line of truck tires, mountain bike tires. They got some awesome stuff. Stoked to have them on board. Um, we're going to Detroit. Uh, a little bit of a scary city to me. Uh, <laughs> Ford Field, cool. and it's going to be chilly. Cool. I, I mean, thankfully, this is indoors. Uh, they are not going to have the Saturday kind of pit party thing that they normally do just because there's not the space. Uh, it's a little bit tight, uh, cramped down there in downtown Detroit. 38 degrees. Ugh. So bring a jacket. It'll be nice inside, but uh, 38 degrees and sunny. So chilly, chilly. And the one thing that this makes me think of, and, and it, it plays to kind of what we're going to talk about, is when it's that cold back there, the dirt they bring in is going to be frozen. Yeah. Which yeah. means it's going to be a little soft and squishy and we're going to probably see some ruts yep and that but that's always exciting when you go back east that's yeah. a part of it yeah yeah uh and you have to not that a lot of these top front runners have problems with ruts but you really got to look if it gets really bad who are the guys that really excel in those conditions so we'll get to that let's start though with the 250 class because this is what's all new for for this weekend we're kicking off the east region series and we're going to just go through it team by team and kind of talk about maybe what these guys' chances are, the potential, and what we've heard, any little gossip. So let's start with, with Kawasaki, uh, just in no particular order here. We just wrote them down. Seth Hamaker, Austin Forkner, and Cameron McAdoo. Um, due to injuries from both Seth, well, actually all three of them, yeah. have really fought the injury bug over the years. Their yeah. careers have kind of been riddled with them. No shortage of speed with any right. of these guys. They're bullet fast, but, man, it's you just especially Austin, you just go, oh man, this yeah, poor kid. Last year, he didn't get out 20 feet out of the gate and the yeah. season was over. So yeah, it's... I, I do like with Austin, the work he's been doing with Rhino. We went out and, and talked with both of those guys a bit and to hear, I know Rhino gets mixed reviews, right? He's a little bit of a wingnut, but when you, when you are talking about technique, he's spot on. There's nobody better. He really is really good. Yeah. And the stuff they were working on with Austin, he's got an issue with his hand and nerve. So his hand positioning, they even built this kind of a buildup on the outside of the grip to, to help his hand positioning and just kind of slowing Austin down and going, hey, let's let's get back to some fundamentals yeah. and work on some things that um, maybe you've just kind of blown past and haven't paid attention to that will help you. And I'm telling you what, I, I think if he ever had a year where he could get it done, this is the year. Yeah. And and frankly, if he doesn't, I mean, he's not in a good place, right? Yeah. If he has another injury season, tough. Yeah, and going back to Rhino, um, I was fortunate enough, you know, <clears throat> in my earlier years, um, I got to train with Rhino, and man, the knowledge that guy has for form on the bike, and I think um, just watching Austin, I mean, he's always been a great rider, but I do feel like this is going to really help Austin out for this year, mm -hmm. you know, and just make him stronger and just when he gets in those situations where he can get thrown off the bike, it's, he's going to be able to handle things a lot better. So, And I'll, I'll say one other thing about him. I feel like he's had his best results when he was on the East Coast. 
He's That's back there true. from Oklahoma. He's used mm -hmm. to the ruts and that kind of dirt. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I think he's in the best position he's ever been to go out and be successful this yeah. year. So um, I look for, for him to be a threat for this title, for a win every weekend, probably setting fast lap times. I mean, he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Seth Hamaker. Nicest kid in the pits, maybe. He's he's gonna be by far my my favorite rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just if you know Seth, you just yeah. can't help but love him. He's the sweetest, most unassuming guy, uh, and bullet fast when he's yeah. on. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, he's always. Uh, I mean, he's always been able to back himself up with his his speed and talent. Um, the only thing that just concerns me a lot about him, like I say, he's gonna be my favorite, is just from coming off this injury. You know it might take him a little bit to kind of get back into the rhythm, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel Seth's a really smart kid too when it comes to racing. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if you just see him kind of like in that third spot and just slowly each weekend working his way into winning some races. Yeah. So um, I can see that. Yeah. I will say this though. He got hurt at LA, which was kind of the end of the year, right? Right. So he's coming into this first round and really hasn't raced in several months, but none of the guys have. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of an even, even playing field there. And if you look at how he returns to racing, look at his comeback at Redbud this year. He came back and yeah. was right up front. I mean, yeah. led laps, ran with those guys. Mm -hmm. He was legit. So I don't think, personally, we can disagree on this. I think he's going to be good right away. Now, does he have Forkner speed or, or, Deegan speed? I, I don't know. Have I got to see them all together on a track? But yeah, Seth's fast. He, he yeah. I think he is a podium threat, no question. Yeah, and I'm still gonna stick to what I feel is um, I can just see him. It's gonna take him a couple rounds. Okay. So, um, but hey, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. Our first disagreement. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Cameron McAdoo, the other rider on the team, and to be honest, he's been a ghost out here. I haven't seen him. Haven't seen him riding. Haven't heard about him. Heard yeah. from him. So. Yeah. He, he has been fast before in seasons out here. He's won races. Uh, he's kind of, you know, he's from the from the Midwest, Minnesota, I believe. So he should be good in these conditions. I, it kind of a question mark for me. Yeah, and that's that's one thing about this whole East 250 East class is, for me at least, I feel like it's been very silent. Yeah. Of, you haven't really heard too much. Um, I mean, I do have a little bit of information that we'll get into on some of the guys, but um, for the most part, like in McAdoo, like I, I have no idea. It's been really anything. quiet. Yeah. Really quiet. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. But definitely the podium potential, uh, just going off past history and things like that. Yeah. All right. So there's our podium already, just with Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Star Yamaha. And, and they've got enough riders to more than fill a podium. So let's look at those, starting with Hayden Deegan. He's obviously... I think if you're being honest, and, and, and there's talk, he did hurt his wrist. Uh, according to Hayden, it's just a sprain. It wasn't anything major. He took a week off, and he's good. He wore, he's wearing a brace to kind of protect it. It gets a little sore, but he's good. Yeah. Uh, I double-checked with the Yamaha guys. I said, yeah, all good. You know, He's racing, no problem. Okay. So uh, I think the, the internet kind of blew up because he didn't post on YouTube for like a week. And right. it was like, yeah, Hayden Deegan died, you know? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine. And he posted a clip. Gosh, the kid's corner speed is just it's unreal. A, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I'll tell you something about uh, Hayden that I just, it impresses me so much is just his um, his drive and, and, and how much he wants to win. Mm -hmm. 
he is hungry for it, man. Yeah. And you can't teach that. You can't uh, train for that. You either have that or you don't. And so, I don't know, man. I don't know how you beat that. Yeah, uh, and and I mean, and especially for you know, he's he's got some experience now. You know, he's not a rookie. I I feel like he's not a rookie anymore. No, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, he's coming in as the SMX champ. It's world champion. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think he's just coming into this year with a lot of confidence. Um, me, I feel like he's going to be the the hardest one to beat. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's. Um, He's the favorite coming in. Right. And I, I think anyone being honest would say that. Yeah. Uh, Bennett. Dax Bennett. Lots of chatter about how fast he's riding. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a rookie, so probably we'll have... I'm just... just Again, we don't know. We're spitballing here. Probably have a, a good rookie season. He's going to have some flashes of speed, probably win some heats, lead some laps have some crashes, have some moments where he mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's typical. I think as long as he's, you know, just stay healthy, right. Put in, put in those little good rides when you can get them. Try not to have a big get off and set yourself out for the year. Right. That would be successful for him. And then he can come in next year looking to win races. But I, I think we see him on the podium mm-hmm. um, before the season's over. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I could see it maybe like halfway through the season towards the end. Um, maybe yeah. Daytona or something like that. Yeah. Some of those guys, amateur kids seem to be a little more comfortable there because it's a kind of more, a little more outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. Uh, what about Romano? Yeah, I, I, this is a kid. Honestly, I don't know anything about him. Never met him. I, I just feel like he's hurt when I've gone to the races and I, I just have never really run into the kid. Yeah, I, I I follow the kid as like an amateur, and I mean as amateur as a kid. And I know some people say, well, that's amateurs. That doesn't matter. But man, let me tell you, I mean, he lit the world on fire when it came to him being yeah. an amateur. And I always, I always, thought, I always kept my eye on that kid. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you see him on the podium in some of these races. Yeah. Well, Star wouldn't keep him. They've hung on to him even through injuries. Right. And if you aren't doing the work and you don't have the potential, they're not. They're not just. There's gonna, lots of kids out yeah. there for them to go grab. So right. that says something, and I'm just I'm just anxious to see him do some racing and and watch him yeah. because I I feel like, like I said, he's been hurt a lot, and and the the times that I go to the races, he's not there. He's no. been out, and I I've just kind of missed him. Yeah. And then their last rider that I want to mention is Enzo Lopes. We've heard that he had an injury, not confirmed. He sounds like he is going to race, but maybe he's a little banged up. I don't know. Be interesting to see. He was really fast on the Club MX bike last year. I think that the Star bike is probably a, a just a tick better. And so being down there, working with that program, does that boost his confidence? Does yeah. he come in firing? We're going to have to see. He's got the he's got potential to be on the box, but again, man, we're looking at a really a really loaded field, which is awesome. Yeah. But it makes it very difficult to determine and you know, I've had seasons Bruce where Man, my preseason was great. I was fit. The bike was good. I had everything right. And you go to the opener and, and you get some arm pump or you you crash and it just doesn't go your way. And then the, that you're, you're the kind of the negative momentum builds, right? Yeah. Instead of, it can go both ways. You right. either have good finishes and you start building and going this way or mm-hmm. kind of one thing happens after another. You get sick, you get this, and then all yeah. of a sudden your, your season's just a mess. Right. I've seen it happen both ways. And so... I'm just really curious to see kind of what happens here. Yeah, um, and especially in the 250 class, I mean, they're, they don't have, obviously, as long as the season is right. the 450. So, you know, they got that short period of time where they can't really afford too many 
bad races. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. yeah you got to come out firing and yeah. it's like, you can't build into like, uh, you know, a, okay, I'm going to peak mid season, right? Yeah. Periodization. The periodization is like at first round, you've got to be yeah. on. Yeah. And that makes it tough. Let's go to the next Yamaha team, uh, to, to round out the blue crew guys. And that's, uh, Jeremy Martin, Jet Reynolds and Cody shock. And I think we, I, I've heard Jay Mart's having some issues with his arms still. It's not quite right from. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal one from outdoors. Um, yeah, it was. Still a national champion two yeah. times over. He's he's an awesome guy. If nothing else, I think he's probably building these other guys up, helping right. them. So he's a question mark. Yeah. I, I don't know where Jeremy will land. We'll, we'll just have to see. I, I've only heard little bits of chatter, you know, yeah. through the internet, and that's yeah. never super reliable. <laughs> but. Uh, Jet Reynolds and Cody Shock. These two guys, if there's two dark horses surprises, these are your two guys because Jet Reynolds has talent just coming out of his ears. Yes. It's just never been really harnessed. Yeah. He he didn't have a good work ethic. It's it's why Mitch let him go. And he didn't probably have the, the best of people around him. And so it was a big jump for him to go back to club and just fully commit to going, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to like commit to this program. And I think it was a little rough at first. I think it took a while um, for somebody like him who was just kind of living alone, doing his own thing to be, okay, you're, you're on our program now. It's almost like going into the military, like a boot yeah. camp. And I think for him, it was a shock. But as we've spoken to him over time throughout this off season, he's going, man, I, I get it now. Like, I, I understand this is, it's working. And I feel, I've never felt so good. And like, my speed is good. And I'm, that's really cool to me. I'm, you saw him even come back last year at Paula. I know. And again, not really training, not really right. prepping, and still run inside the top 10 for over half the moto. Yeah. He has, he has it under the hood. It's just never really been bridled. And right. so I'm excited. I think he, he's a potential podium guy. And the same thing I've heard about Cody Shock. I heard he's going to blow people's minds. Yeah. We've seen this kid go really fast. Mm -hmm. I think for him, he's never really been on good equipment. That's been his biggest problem. Uh, and they seem kind of that Honda, Janky Honda team he rode for a while back. And yeah, it, that was the best he had. And he still did well. Yeah. And it seems like the club's really figuring these bikes out. I mean, Dude, it shows on the West Coast, too. I mean, with March Banks and yeah, even Phil Nicoletti. I mean, yeah, these... March <laughs> Banks weighs as much as you and I put together. If I was on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he's running third, fourth in points right now. Yeah. Uh, these Club MX bikes are built by Twisted Development. They're, they're good. Like I said, they might be just a skosh off what Star has, but it's not by much. Uh, they're good bikes. Yeah, they've come a long way. So let's, those are my two dark horses, Jet Reynolds and Cody Shock. Keep an eye on those two. All right, let's go to Honda. And they've got one factory guy in Chance Hymas and a support guy in Max Anstey. And uh, Hymas, another big question mark. We had heard he might've had a crash at the test track, could be riding injured. Don't know. Yeah. Again, this is all yeah, hearsay, but... Again, he's another guy. Haven't seen him. Haven't heard about him. Yeah, he's been very... Very quiet. Very quiet. And sometimes that, they'll come out and, and blow your mind. And other times, you know, there's a reason they're so quiet. I have been hearing a lot of things, though, about Max Anstey. Mm -hmm. I heard he's from... And, and these are coming from some pretty good source that he is insanely fast right now. Mm. So well, look at last year. Max Anstey was on the box a lot. Yeah, I mean he ran up front pretty much so, every yeah. round. There was so, a handful. Yeah, 
he really surprised a lot of people last year. And if he comes into this season with that kind of momentum, and especially what I'm hearing, how he's been doing on this offseason, you might want to keep your eyes out on him. There's our yeah. seventh podium guy. So yeah. this is going to be the biggest podium you've ever seen. I Again, another kind of, I don't know if he's a sleeper because he was on the box a lot last year, but a guy to keep your eye on is Max Anstey for sure. So far as we're going down this list ping, I feel like this is a lot bigger than the West Coast. I do too. I do, kind of Although do. the West Coast riders, they're some of the fast. I mean, not saying they're not fast, but I just I feel like this this field is getting really deep as we go right here. Well, look, we talked. There was about seven guys on the West mm -hmm. uh, before Volan got hurt and before um, Joe Shimoda kind of had, had those bad rounds yeah. and has, has just it's been a rough year. He's had one of those snowball backwards kind of seasons. Right. But when they were all healthy and all in the mix, it was like, hey, we got seven mm -hmm. legit factory-supported guys who are capable of winning. I think we have over 10 over here. You know, We're not even halfway through. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Uh, on the TLD gas gas team, Pierce Brown. Remember last year, San Francisco, how fast was he? Like He was the quickest guy on the track, and he got taken out by McAdoo, uh, which kind of ended that run. But he right in that kind of window of time, he was firing, mm -hmm. riding really well. Um, he's on the same team. It's the same bike. I got to believe he's, you know, he's going to come in with something. We'll see. But he's another, another podium, potential podium guy. Yeah. Uh, let's look at Husqvarna. Jalik, uh, sorry, Triumph. Let's start there. Jalik Swole and Evan Ferry. Triumph. I, I think this is probably for a lot of people, including me, one of the biggest, uh, biggest stories I'm going to be watching is how is this bike? Uh, we are going to get our chance to go back and ride it in uh, February, end of February. Uh, and we've got a surprise test rider. I can't wait for you guys to see. It's going to be a blast because um, I'm still not able to ride. But um, is this bike capable? You know, Ping, that's, that was my biggest, you know, that's my biggest thing about this whole weekend is the Triumph. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know, and we saw, we, we've seen them kind of ride some little videos here and there, but to see it actually compete, mm -hmm. this is going to be very interesting. I agree. And, you know, I'll say this about Triumph is they've really hired the right people, not just Ricky Carmichael, but the staff that are developing that yeah. bike, the people they have in place from a business perspective, they're doing the right things. Yeah. And Triumph is a well-established, really cool brand. I think it's awesome that we have companies like Triumph and then Ducati now coming and getting in. Yeah. I think it's great for us. It's, yeah, it's, and there's this is like a double whammy for me because I'm really excited about Evan Ferry. Yeah. I don't know how he's gonna do. I'm not saying he's gonna come in and and win, but it's so cool to see Timmy's kid. Yeah, making his pro debut. Yeah, and I've and I've known I mean Timmy for a while and and Evan since he was like this little kid on 50s. Yeah, and man, just watching that kid just progress every year. I mean. It's he's uh he wouldn't surprise me. Really? I if mean, you... it wouldn't surprise me to see him running in the top three. Yeah, I don't know what to again, I, I haven't really seen a, him ride. Yeah, much he's time. another one too that's kind of been on the you know, on the down low on things, especially for I feel like them working this whole deal out. Everyone was kind of quiet about it. But um, you know, I haven't heard much about how he's been riding. I have been hearing that Swole's doing really good, but yeah, I yeah. What I just surprised look, me about I Ferry. just think this. You got Timmy Ferry as your dad, right? Which, Timmy was one of the most solid racers oh, for he's, like 15 years. Yeah. So just when you're talking about technique or racecraft or 
setting your just any of it. So he is such a wealth of knowledge. So yeah. you have him, then you have your team. I don't know what Ricky is. Uh, what would he be to that team? Not a manager, but whatever. It, you have Ricky Carmichael mentor as a mentor to go. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, Ricky's trying to work with those guys right. and help them. What he has in support is wild, yeah. and so. I think the sky's the limit for Evan Ferry, and I'm I'm just really excited to watch him race. I, I'm not going to claim where he's going to finish. I'm just really excited for him to make his pro debut. Yeah. Uh, and Julie Swole, again, I've heard absolutely zero, so I'm just excited to see yeah, where they I, land. I have heard from a little group that Swole's doing riding really, well. Yeah, riding really well on that bike. So he's fast. Another guy yeah. that keeps kind of has injuries like one after another, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I've been there. Uh, KTM, Tom Vial or Fred Vial, Tom Vial. I raced Fred. Fred's his dad. Yeah. What do you think of this kid? I was last year really impressed with how he did. A lot of these guys will come over and it's a, it's kind of a, a mess the first first season. Mm -hmm. French riders are usually better. They do a little bit of supercross over there, but he led laps. He got whole shots. He was decent in the whoops. He wasn't amazing, but he was getting through them. Like technically, he had good timing. And I mean, I thought, man, this kid is just a little bit of experience away from being a contender. Yeah, I think I think Tom, um, you know, if if I had a pick, I think all around he's proven to be really good. Um, the the only concern that I do have is his whoop speed. I think it's going to come over time for sure. Um, but you know, just kind of watching him at the Paris Supercross, like I just I feel like he's. Um, I mean, this is this is last year now, so he might have figured it out by then. Um, but I just feel like he kind of struggles a little bit in the whoops. Um, but, you know, I feel like he can get that figured out. And if these tracks back east get rutted, I feel like he could really shine in that. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Two-time world champion. Yeah. French rider. I mean, they are good in the mud and the ruts. And, and, and like I said, I mean, no disrespect to the kid for not figuring out the whoops because, I mean, they're just not used to yeah. riding that kind of stuff back there. And um, I am confident that he'll figure it out. And once he does, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm curious to see, you know, how, how has it been riding with uh, Beaumaire? Mm -hmm. Juju's been fast. Fast, yeah. fast on the on the west. Now a little inconsistent, but at the opener, he showed he's got the speed to run with anybody. Yeah. Well, if they're at the test track together, then that, you know, Vial knows. Okay, well this is where I got to be. This kid's a rookie. Right. I better be able to at least be this fast. I think that's you know bodes well for him. Uh, so let's just see what happens. Again, another guy who could be on the box. Yeah. And our last team here is Suzuki, and really they just have Preston Baseflug who I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. I always feel like I'm messing it up. Um, Sorry, Preston. Just did Futures, got his mm -hmm. points. Uh, I think he got a fourth out in Anaheim. Great rider, really nice kid. I uh, don't know where to put him. I don't know where he's going to fit in. I think yeah, it could be like a building year for him, probably I, some top tens. And, and, I, just, and I believe Wyndham's been training him. He's been back at the farm. Yeah. Yep. He's a farm animal. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you never know if... Some of these kids, you know, I mean, look at Deegan's future experience. Mm. You know, he didn't win his future round, and then it's he true. comes out swinging yeah. at his first, you know, debut. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting for him. Well, as you can see here, we've we've gone through, that's a pretty good list of people, all with potential, anyone we just mentioned, if they landed on the podium, be like, oh, yeah, so, I mean, I get it. Yep, sounds good. There's way too many people here to be on the podium. There's... 
there's going to be some happy folks and some really bummed out guys. Uh, but the good news is we're going to see some great racing in this class. Give me your pick for a winner. So for a winner, I'm going with Deegan. Mm. I think it's, I think if you, if you're betting against him, you're really, uh, it's sort of a, you're going against the odds. Right. The odds are Hayden comes out and wins. Yeah. So, so fast, so much drive. I think it's just really tough to bet against him. But I would say if a guy can beat him on straight speed, it's Austin Forkner. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody can outsmart him, it could be J-Mart. If J-Mart has a good night. If it's super ruddy and mucky, maybe Vial. Like, I, there's a lot of what-ifs. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, going back to these East Coast rounds with the ruts, I mean, J-Mart's yeah. really good on that stuff. Yeah, and the thing about these East tracks, we don't get the sloppy mud like we had in San Francisco this yeah. year, but you get that soft, rutted where... Yeah. It's great for the heats, and then it starts getting beat up, and by the mains, it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, very weird scheduling change for this weekend that I'm not really sure what it's about, but the 450s are going first all night. So you're going to see 450 Heat 1, Heat 2, then 250 Heat 1, Heat 2, 450 LCQ, 250 LCQ, then 250 Main, then 450 Main. So for the main events, it goes back. So if you're riding the 250 LCQ... You gotta you, be. You have nine minutes wow. from the time the LCQ ends to be on the gate for your parade lap. Wow. Uh, I'm not, man, I just, I really don't understand. Sometimes I've seen them run the 450 main first because they're trying to squeeze it into a TV block. But for them to do it this way and then switch back for the mains, I'm like, what yeah, is going on? Interesting. I don't know. I don't know the reason. And they're starting early. They are starting early. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be a daytime race. Yeah. So check your TV times if you guys are looking to watch us. Uh, okay. So let's get to our Rock and Turf 450 preview. And we're going to go through this a little quickly because here's where we're at, guys. There is, this is still like totally up in the air in this 450 class. And we got, if you're going to watch, come back on Sunday, Monday, we're going to drop riders meeting, our race review show. And we've got a special guest. Chad Reed is going to join us and break down everything that uh, he sees going on. And so we'll really leave this 450 class sort of analysis for Sunday because we can add Detroit into it and we can add Chad Reed's thoughts. If there's anybody who doesn't pull punches and really really sees things from an elite level rider's perspective and um, maybe from a, maybe he's seeing something we don't, you know what I mean? So I'm really yeah. anxious to see what he thinks, but here's where I'm at. I, Cooper Webb. Building, building. Here's the here's the problem. I would say Cooper Webb's building momentum. This dude is a shark, like with blood in the water. Like, look out for Cooper Webb. But then I would say, well, hold on. Eli Tomac just got his first win. He's he's gotten he's the chain the train's starting to smoke and roll, right? Wait, Chase Sexton, he's now got a main event win in the mud and a win at the first main event at the Triple Crown. Hold on a second though. Jason Anderson, Jason Anderson is on, on. fire right now. He was maybe the most impressive yeah. rider at Anaheim mm -hmm. and got a win. And then Jet Lawrence, how do you rule this guy out? Hey, and you're forgetting someone. Who am I forgetting? Justin Cooper. <laughs> I'm forgetting Justin. Okay, because okay, look yeah. at him. The last, yeah. the last main event at this last race for Anaheim 2, Justin Cooper was catching Cooper Webb. That last lap. Let's go back even further in the day. He was fastest qualifier, qualifier. in yeah. both sessions. Um, and that's an East Coast boy. I feel like he 
he just didn't get the starts he needed all yeah. night. I I want to see him with a whole shot. I'm telling you what. If he if he whole shots, I mean, watch Justin Cooper. Start paying attention because yeah. he he's kind of been just. He he's been in the like on his starts. He's just been buried. He's he hasn't been, buried. been in the yeah. right spot. So, yeah. um, you know, if Justin, like you said, if he figures out a start and gets a if he gets a whole shot. You know, and back to what you're saying, Ping. I mean, it's it's so hard at this point to like pick who's gonna win. Yeah. Because I mean, Tomac, he figured it out that last race too. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, he looked like the the uh, Tomac that's on you know, um, beast mode. Yeah, beast mode. So well, listen, we can't also forget our points leader, Aaron Plessinger. Um, I, although I. I if I'm being super honest, I think he's a tick off the pace of those five. But man, he's he's our points leader, right? He's mm-hmm. he's been consistent. He's been uh, good starts. He's fit. He's happy on the bike. He's riding well. He's versatile. Going east, he likes the ruts. If it rains in Daytona or one of these other, he likes it. He loves, he loves it. it. He's praying for rain. Yeah. So, you know, hard to hard to take your eye off of him. Uh, Ken Roxon's had a a pretty mediocre season so far, but when it gets rutted, he's really, he's really good. good. Uh, if we get another mutter, he's really good. So he's due, and he's going to land on the box. So there's all these guys that have so much potential, but I just think those five, those are your title contenders. Yeah. I just really do. I think that it's going to come down to them. But if you're asking me to pick one, it's a crapshoot, dude. Any any one of these guys right now, at the, you could say they win the title at the end of the year, and I'd be like, yeah, I get it. If I, I do... Uh, I'll, I'll go for picking someone. Okay. I'll pick for the guy that I feel for number one for, for winning this thing. Let's hear it. I'm going to go with Anderson. For this weekend. For this weekend. For Detroit. Okay. And I just yep. feel like um, there's just something that I'm seeing in this kid where he just reminds me of the old Anderson when he was winning a bunch of races. And um, I don't know. There's just something that's you're right. going I, off my gut feeling right now with this kid. I see the same uh, drive, kind of like he's like a wild man. Yeah. Do you remember uh, two years ago, he was riding for Kawasaki still, and he, he was having some crashes, but he was also winning some races, and he had a ton of speed, and he was kind of knocking people around and all over the place mm-hmm. on his way to the front. And he was getting some static for it, and he said, look, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying everything I can. Like, I want to win, and I'm just doing everything I can. And I really liked that. He was just honest about it. He goes, you know, He's supposed to try. That's yeah. what we want these guys to do, right? Like yeah. that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like he's he's this season been more polished. Uh, he did have that crash at A two, and then the the ensuing penalty, which. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But it was a little, yeah, a little bit of a bummer. Anyway, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I saw I just... him come through the pack like, jet carved through pretty good also, but. Jason came through the pack after that like a savage. Yeah, and it's it's just so fun to watch him too, his riding style. Yeah. It's, it's very intimidating too because of how loose he's always, I mean, he can come from dead last after a crash and just the way how he'll come off a jump, scrub, whip, he always keeps that style yeah. involved with, you know, his his racing, so. He'd be scary to, if he was coming after you too. Yeah. Because you know he just, he's going to uh, try. Yeah, he's, he's going to yeah, try, he's, whatever. He's going yeah. to get you, so. Okay, um, I like that pick. I could make a case for Chase Sexton, for Eli, for Cooper, Webb, no problem. I'm going to go back to Jet. And let me make a case for why. I'm not a, I know everyone right now is like hating on people that 
talk Jetta, but hear me out. He wins the opener. Okay, then it's it's three pretty rough rounds for him. Uh, Frisco mud. in the mud, which was just a it was a sloppy muddy mess survival. San Diego was kind of like that in between mud, right? It was muddy, but there was also they were jumping everything. There was mm -hmm. lines that developed, and you know he had a really frustrating night, and it, it didn't go well for him from a PR perspective. Uh, but just I'm just tr talking about his riding, okay? Um, we come to Anaheim. He has a, a crash that he got really lucky to walk away from in that first main. Yeah. Um, just overall, it wasn't a good night for him. He didn't win. He didn't win one main event. Like that's got to be frustrating. You don't win one main event. But I don't think those really suit his style if he doesn't get the whole shot. If you watch Jet, <coughs> excuse me. Typically, he builds slow. He he gets comfortable, lets everything come to him, and then turns it on, and then he goes to the front. But it takes some time. The last main event, uh, he was sketching me out in the whoops. He was drifting into them. I don't know if anyone caught this. He was coming through that turn with the rollers, coming into the whoops at an angle and turning, like making an arc through the whoops yeah. on the right, skimming. Nobody was skimming. Jason Anderson was the only yeah, other right. guy that attempted it, and he went to jumping even by then. Right. Every time I do it, I'm like, ah, he's, he's going to crash. Like It was the yeah. gnarliest thing, and it finally bit him, last lap. But if you pause the button right there before that last lap, he would have got second overall, and he would have been our points leader. After essentially four bad races, he's still our points leader at that point. Now he falls, he ends up right. sixth or whatever, and, and fourth overall or, or whatever it was. Hmm. Um, I think that he's, I think that he's been frustrated with things. It's going back to now an indoor track. There's no chance of weather. I think he's going to refocus. And I think he's going to come out. It's a full 20 laps or 20 minutes, right? So he has time. He's got time. Now, we have not seen... Now, I'm saying that. I'm going to, pick, I'm going to go with Jet. Like I said, I can make a case for any of these guys. But we haven't seen a, 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 a matchup, 20 laps on a good track with all these guys up front from the start. Oh, man. I'm just fingers crossed we get it. Because I don't know. Does Jet have more speed than these guys? Does Eli beast mm. mode... Does Cooper do his thing late in the race? Like, who knows? Does Anderson blow them all off the track and, you know, I get fined like, for rough riding? Who knows? I kind of feel like this is, like, so far one of the most exciting seasons. You for know? sure. Because, like, by this point in a season, it's usually like, okay, those are going to be the top. Those are the two guys. Yeah. Those are the two guys. Everyone else is racing for third back, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, for but, sure. But this is, like, there's still... And Seven. and you and, and I probably left Barsha off the surprises when it gets ruddy. Barsha's really good. Well, and another one too, where I feel like he hasn't even been able to show his full potential, is Mookie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's just we'll have to see, dude. So those are our key five, and then there's there's at least another five: Roxling, Plessinger, Barsha, Cooper, Justin Cooper, mm -hmm. who are like could get in the mix at any time, right? It's a good season, people. It's a good season to be a Supercross fan. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Big thank you to Rockin' Turf and Maxis Tires. Support those guys for supporting what we do here if you like it. And um, as always, this will go back to podcast format. Moving forward, we will do another race uh, series review show at the end of the series and then a preview show for Nationals, preview show for SMX, and a series review for SMX at the end of that as well. Uh, but the podcast just simpler to do. Like I said, we're going to start 
linking in some of our friends. Chad Reed's going to join us on Monday, so you're going to want to tune in to hear what he's got to say. It's going to be a great weekend. Enjoy it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.